Hey everybody, welcome back to the Introversion Podcast. This is one of those difficult episodes that I don't really want to make, but I just feel compelled to do so. Kind of like I I just need to do it in order to, um, just to do it and to be able to move on with my life and everything that comes after this. So, um... From the title and the graphic, you can probably figure out what this is all about if you're watching on YouTube. But uh, if you're just listening, maybe not. But let me get right to it. Um, October 29th, 2016 was arguably the saddest day of my life when we had to put down Brownie, our German Shepherd. But now, just over five years later, November 29th, 2021. Also the saddest day of my life. And perhaps even sadder as Sharpie's time has come now. Sharpie is our black lab. And I really, I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to begin with this episode, you know, and I don't know what path to go down telling the story here you know i could just go on and on talking about sharpie and her quirks and everything that made her her but i don't know i don't know if i'll get to that and i don't even know that this will be a very long episode but it's just a necessary episode because this podcast is about my life it's about my experiences the highs and lows and everything in between and i couldn't leave this out of the story of my life because I have to talk about it. I have to talk about Sharpie and her role in my life and in my family's life. And I think the sort of main, I think the main theme that's going to come across here is the fact that Sharpie was a source of joy, of pure, innocent, simple joy and pleasure in our life. And you know, it was a full circle kind of thing, you know, like we, we loved her, we spoiled her uh, from always, you know, and we took such great care of her and we loved her so much. And, and, um, and she, I mean, she lived a great life. She lived a great life about 15 years. And I have no regrets, you know, Like, as sad as I've been this last few weeks, it's been about three weeks now, and as sad as I've been, and as I've been kind of gathering music, and because I want to make this montage, I'm going to do it sort of as an extra. Um, So if you're only listening on Spotify, it won't be available there because it's going to be a video that I'm making. So I'll probably post it on YouTube and on the new introversion, uh, locals channel. And, um, but I wanted to make a nice little montage about her and her life and what a joy she was to us all. 
And um, the point I wanted to make here was I was trying to pick out a nice piece of music to make the video to, and it was really hard because the sadness that I feel for the last three weeks, and honestly, it was the sadness leading up to the last three weeks too because we all knew Sharpie wasn't doing so well the last few weeks, and um, she wasn't really herself, and... Um, but I'll get to that later because you don't, a lot of you listening, you don't even know what she was really like, who was the real her. And I'm going to explain a little bit of that, but you know, she was going through the motions. She wasn't well. And again, I have no regrets. The timing was right. We did the right thing. She lived a great life, a great full life. And then it was her time. And, you know, for those of you who are pet owners and you love your pets and, you know, you're probably familiar with this struggle already. It's like you love your pet so much. They're a part of your family. And, you know, their lifespan is so much shorter than ours, of course. I, I thought the other day, like 15 years ago, 15 years ago, we got Sharpie and she was the tiniest little puppy. And 15 years ago, I was what, like 29 or something like that? You know, and I was just like, I looked at pictures from myself back then versus now. I'm like, I look basically the same. I was basically, I mean, obviously I've changed a lot with my religious views and political views and everything else in my life has changed. But like physically, like my life, like I'm just as healthy now as I was then, if not more so now and take good care of myself. But it's like 15 years is just a block in my whole life as in a human lifespan. But for 15 years, uh, that's an entire dog's life. And to reflect on Sharpie's life from start to finish, it's like, wow, you know, she went from being, you know, a silly little puppy to being a silly little grandmother, you know, not that she had kids, but, you know, she was kind of a old granny um, the last year or so, very slow, lost a lot of her vision couldn't move really well, couldn't get up and down very well, you know. And it's weird because for those of you who know her, like, you know, she's Sharpie Puppy. That was kind of how we called her. And even in her old age, even in her final days, she used to kind of contort her face and, like, turn on the cuteness factor somehow. She did something a little bit with her ears and her face where she just looked super cute. And it's like she had this skill set in her arsenal. Like she just instinctually knew what to do. Like, oh, food's involved right now. Oh, I better turn on the cute. And she would do that. And she would still do that uh, the final weeks leading up to her time. So she was always like a puppy the whole way through, even though she was this old, gray, tired old granny. And um, that kind of weird juxtaposition for me, like the whole silly little puppy, young puppy kind of thing, but like the tired old lady, granny kind of thing. It's like, these are the kind of things where I'm kind of grappling and like, how do I feel about, or how do I convey this story? I mean, like, and the music that I want to choose for this video and like the things I want to say. And like, to get to the point about the music choice, like I was looking up, sad music you know you do a search and it's like i'm finding all this sad music that made me feel really sad at 
Sharpie being gone, but it didn't feel right to me because I'm like, nothing about Sharpie's life was sad to me. It was all happiness and joy and simple pleasures. And she wasn't the kind of dog who worried. I mean, thunderstorms freaked her out. Whenever there was lightning and thunderstorms, she would panic and get nervous and she'd cling to my mom and just follow her around or whoever was there, me around. And, you know, but other than that, she was pretty unfazed by most everything and just lived a happy little life and just uh, loved to eat, loved to sleep, loved to play and be silly and have fun and, you know, live a dog's life. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful, simple thing in life to enjoy and to, you know, behold. And so for me to show some photos of her in a montage and put some really sad music over it, I'm like, no, that just doesn't feel right. But at the same time, my family and me were all so sad at this time. I'm like, I, I can't just pl- play like a silly, fun, circus music, goofy kind of thing. You know, even though that's how Sharpie acted, she made us laugh so many times, like just being, you know, just being so quirky and random, you know. And um, so <laughs> I don't want to go on and on and on about the music, but you see where I'm getting here. Like this, the, the bittersweet nature, the music is just an example, but the bittersweet nature of such a joyous, happy, fun, love-filled life that brought us all so much joy and she enjoyed life. Every aspect of it, just even if it's the simple things, eating, sleeping, playing around with us. and um, But the sadness, now that she's gone, that loss, that loss, that heartbreak, that love loss, the fact that, I mean, the finality of death, it really hit me. And I, I've actually, I was going to mention, I, I've I've been wanting to do an episode, a regular introversion podcast episode called Life and Death because I've had a lot of thoughts along those lines apart from Sharpie, just thinking about COVID and society and people's views on living life, sacrificing in order to not die, but we're going to die anyways and what's really the meaning of your life and all these kind of things. Like, I wanted to do an episode on that and... um and I might still do an episode a little bit further down the road, but a lot of those themes I'm actually going to kind of touch on here today um, because hers was a life well-lived and it's a life for us as sad as we are to celebrate. And I think in time we'll enjoy the memories and the, the, the love and the happiness and the joy of her life will supersede the sadness that we feel right now for that loss. Um, I'm going to try to hold it together. It's weird because the first week after, it was November 29th, and that first week of December, I mean, my family, we were all a wreck. I was an emotional wreck. And, you know, I don't think I've cried that much since, since Brownie died five years ago. But I think this was in a way even harder for me because I think Brownie, there was a special place in my mom's heart for Brownie. 
I don't, I think everybody kind of knew that, but like Sharpie, <laughs> whether Sharpie realized it or not, I think there was a special place in my heart for Sharpie. It was a, it was a, just a, I was in love. I was in love with her from the day one, start to finish. And, uh, you know, I've fallen in love with a couple of girls here and there and fallen out of love and this and that in my life. And, and my mom and I have had conversations recently about this, about why has it been so hard for us dealing with the loss of Brownie and Sharpie? And I think it's because, and I don't know if this is unique to us, and maybe it's just a lot of pet owners, but I think the strange nature of me and my family, and well, I'll kind of leave them out of this. I don't want to speak for them. But for myself, I mean, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast this past year and have gotten to know me a little bit more, and my weird story of growing up in the military as a preacher's kid and first generation Indian American and having this weird long last name and being made fun of a lot as a kid and being an outsider and then kind of going through adolescence and adulthood and figuring out my way, figuring out my identity and my place in the world. And I'm continuing to figure that out, but I've, I've kind of solidified and have a very keen sense of who I am and what I'm all about at this point in my life. But in terms of my interaction with other people, and especially post-pandemic, post-2020, like, and, and this is a theme I'm probably going to touch on in an upcoming episode where I really want to recap 2021 and talk about 2022 as we step into it. But I feel almost like 2020, personally for me, a big theme of it was sort of hanging on. You know, I felt like I was hanging on for dear life, like trying to hang on to to friendships and to try to keep life and society the way it was the way it was forever before 2020 hit. And it was just it was a futile effort for me to keep the gyms open and to keep life like normal and not accept the new normal that they're throwing at us and wear masks forever and get vaccinated and boosted. And like, I just, no, like, let's hang on to life and get along and move on through this. We will live through this. And that was a lot of my struggle for 2020. And, and 2021 was a little bit of a, like, I would classify it as a year of letting go. And we're still in, the end of 2021 and I think that theme still rings true to this these final days as I mourn the loss of Sharpie it's like letting go and and that's meant letting go of family and friends and loved ones and Sharpie and letting go of the way you thought life would be the way you thought life would go you know, like I, I haven't gotten deep into the MGTOW themes and, you know, pardon if I, you know, I did mention a bunch of episodes that were going to be recorded in December that are now going to need to be pushed back to, to January and later. Um, I'm talking about interviews with my friends Anne and, 
and uh, Christina Weber, and um, and I wanted to get Francis back on the podcast as well uh, from Online Friends Simulator. And you know, I was really looking forward to these conversations, but you know, this what happened with Sharpie really shook me, and I really just didn't feel like anything for the first week, and I really didn't care about anything happening in the outside world, and. I didn't post on social media at all for a week or so. And I have been thinking a lot about social media and I'm going to talk about that in my upcoming episode about entering into 2022 and how things are going to evolve. But I don't want to fully get all into it because I do want to talk about it later. But 2020 was kind of like this struggle to hang on. 2021 was like about letting go. In 2022, I'm starting to think that it will be about moving forward. And again, I don't want to get all into that now because I will talk about that in a later episode. But even in the last three weeks of mourning and grieving, um, it's not that I'm letting go of Sharpie because she'll always be near and dear to my heart. And... I have to think about who Sharpie was and I don't want to overthink it, you know, because it's really funny because I'm just like, I mean, Sharpie died peacefully and she was with all of us and it was the right ending. I don't want to say a beautiful ending, but it was the right ending for a beautiful life. And, um, again, no regrets, you know, she lived a great life and full of love, full of joy and pleasure. And, and that should bring me joy and that should bring me happiness in the long term. And when I say the letting go, it's really more a matter of me letting go of this sadness and the heartbreak and the loss Because, I mean, I, I said this to, I said this to my family afterward. Uh, I was like, you know, when Brownie died, Sharpie just carried on. You know, she still was happy to eat and play and do whatever else she does. Like she didn't go into a period of mourning and and uh, mope and was depressed and you know lost all of her vigor and fervor for life and. No, that wasn't who Sharpie was. She was consistent in her simple, pure joy and happiness and living life every moment. And that is Sharpie. And one thing, a recurring theme in my family is we've kind of said over the years, like, be like Sharpie or be more like Sharpie. And by that, I mean my mom, dad, my sister and I and Brownie our German Shepherd, we were all very headstrong, kind of neurotic, overthinkers, over-evaluators, over-analyzers about everything. And just, I mean, not that it's a terrible thing. I mean, that's kind of what makes the Introversion Podcast what it is, is I do think about everything in great depth more than, I guess, the average person. Um. But for my own sanity and for my own 
joy in life and ability to live life to the fullest, I do need to get out of my head more. I do need to let go and and uh, let loose and follow impulses and you know have fun and take chances and just enjoy life and not think myself out of things you know and not get so wrapped up and mired in my own thoughts that it prevents me from really living life to the fullest and enjoying life to the fullest so i need to take that from sharpie with me you know like to be more like sharpie to find the simple pleasures in life and enjoy life day by day you know and i think i'm getting better at that i think i'm getting better at that and already I started to get a little emotional here just talking about Sharpie, but like I've been doing okay. I've been feeling emotionally stable this past week now that it's been about three weeks. And and I knew this was going to be tough for me to record this episode, but I know I just needed to get through it. And um, I feel like I'm almost there. I'm almost there through it. And um, again, uh, there's just themes that I want to talk about in, in the life and death episode coming up, but I the thing that really hit me in that moment the hardest was when the, the veterinarian was there and and uh, he uttered the words, my condolences. Because it was at that moment where he was checking her pulse and she was no longer there. And... And I was sitting there right in front of Sharpie. And I put my hand on her head. And kind of talked to her. I said, you know. And um, she was gone. Just like that. And... If I really keep talking about it, I'm just going to lose it, lose it a little bit, like how I did. <laughs> I'm not going to lose it as much as I lost it in that moment because I I totally lost it in that moment. But um, the thing that really hit me is like it's just the finality of death. The finality of death, and it's something not just for me, but for all of us to think about. Like, in terms of your relationships with your family, with your friends, whoever is important to you in life, or, you know, whether it's your pets or your girlfriend or your husband or wife or kids or parents or whoever. Like, once that time comes, they're gone. That's it. You know? Anything left unsaid will remain left unsaid. You know, there's no more second chances. There's no more postscripts, post notes, just kind of, oh, wait, one more thing. Like, no, that you had your chance. That time has come and gone, and now that person is gone forever. And um, so, yeah, I that really hit me hard. And the other thing that I 
along these lines I wanted to say was I knew this was coming with Sharpie. I, we all knew she wasn't doing well and it was only a matter of time. So I kind of, you know, you brace yourself. You prepare yourself mentally, psychologically, emotionally for death. And you know it's coming, but the thing is, it hurts so much. Right after the vet said, my condolences. I mean, my heart and my chest just, I felt... I just, I felt like I lost a part of myself, just like that. And uh, I don't know that you can prepare yourself for that. You know, if you really truly love somebody, whoever it is, you can try and prepare yourself for moving on without them and whatever, living life. But I just don't know. I mean, maybe I'm 2% better off because I prepared myself for it, but it's pretty negligible in the grand scheme of things how much it hurt and the loss that I've experienced. Um. Yeah. So something to think about. And uh again, whenever I do that life and death episode later, I might get into it more then, but let me bring this back to uh All right, slight change of subject here. Still about Sharpie, of course, but um, kind of a matter of where I go from here and sort of the, the Sharpie effect in my life. And so far in the last three weeks, like I said earlier, it's caused me to really check out. Like I, it took me a week or so to finally post on Facebook and tell everybody about what happened with Sharpie. And I did that. It was tough. Again, same kind of feeling like I have now. Like I didn't really want to sit down and write it. I didn't want to do it. But I just felt like, well, I need to do this. So, and I did it. And I did feel relief afterward. And, you know, it was nice everybody chiming in and, you know, saying something nice. And But, yeah, the thing is, is like Sharpie was such a source of joy and innocence and purity and goodness in my life and obviously I'm a dog person I love dogs and of course I love my own dog more than other dogs out there in general but in general I love dogs and to me I mean I got really angry last month or whatever when I found out about uh, Fauci and the and these tests that they were doing on beagles, torturing beagles. And I mean, the shit just, it makes me irate. It makes me irate. And uh, I posted about it on Confusianity. And of course, some people there came to the defense of Fauci and 
started defending torturing puppies and they're like, well, somebody's got, well, would they rather experiment on you instead of the puppies? And I'm like, fuck you. My feeling in my heart is fuck you. You know, if we have to do some scientific research by torturing puppies in order to discover something, anything, I'm like, maybe it wasn't meant for us to learn that one specific thing. Or maybe there was another way that didn't involve torturing beagles. I don't know. But anyway, I'm going off on this tangent too far. But the point is I love dogs because dogs represent to me sort of something. And Sharpie in particular just represents to me what's good in the world. What makes life worth living? You know, like, not that I even watch the news anymore, but you turn on the news, you look at media, you hear what people are talking about, Twitter, this or that. It's... It's all kind of bullshit. You know? Left hating right, right hating left, red versus blue, This get this vaccine, or we're going to wear a mask, we're going to punch you in the face and arrest you if you don't, We all because we protect you. It's like, any way you look at it, all this shit out there, I'm just like, I'm not a big fan of the world these days. And obviously, I've grown very disillusioned since 2020, and I've lost a lot of faith in people that I've known, and things have really gone to shit this past year and a half. And at the same time, I'm still a human being, and I want to retain some kind of hope and some kind of positivity and some kind of joy. And and a big part of that in my life was Sharpie. And then now, all of a sudden, that's gone. And I think that's partially why I've at least temporarily checked out of social media and the news and current events and all that stuff for the last three weeks. But I may be continuing to check out from all of that in the foreseeable future. And I I just feel like that goodness that I had from Sharpie, that joy, that happiness, like I needed that there to sort of offset all dealing with all the shit in the world, the negativity and everything like that. And now I've lost my joy and I'm like, I can't deal. I can't deal with the negativity out there and all the hate and the arguments and the fighting and debates and insults and ad hominem attacks and just political garbage and all. Of, I can't. The woke shit. I don't want to argue with people. I don't have it in me anymore. You know, I'm not going to fight with people, you know words, of course, not physically fighting with people, but like, you know, dealing with trolls and whatever. Like, it's just not worth, life is too short, right? Life is too short. And in some ways, this is a bit of a wake-up call, you know, to lose that kind of purity and joy in my life and happiness. I don't want to continue on in life without that joy and happiness in life. And maybe with my mom and I, like maybe we put too much uh, emphasis on with Brownie and Sharpie bringing us so much joy in a way that, I mean, we love those dogs so much. And like I was saying the other day, I think part of the reason why was like they were worthy of our love, you know? Like I think we've been burned in the past by like trying to be there for other people and love other people and and sacrifice ourselves and do these nice things and help other people out. And we did that for so long and so much of the time it just felt like fruitless in the end. Like people, 
human beings will just take, take, take as much as you're willing to give, give, give. And if you haven't heard my give and take episode, um, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that one. I listened to it the other night. I couldn't sleep in the middle of the night and I listened to it and I was like, this is really good, (laughs) you know, but especially if you're watching it on YouTube, because I made some nice visuals for it. But, but yeah, I think the thing that made it so easy to love Sharpie in particular, I mean, even Brownie was like, she had such a hard head and her personality, like she barked so much and loud she had to have things her way. And, but Sharpie was just so easygoing and, you know, relaxed except for the thunderstorms. But other than that, like she was just really chill and relaxed, easygoing, low maintenance, just having a good time, enjoying. And it was so easy to love her. And I mean, I did mention this one example in my Facebook post. I'll, I'll re-mention it here. But like sometimes Sharpie would, this is back when I was living in Virginia at my parents' house after I left New York for a little bit. She would come upstairs, come into my room, and uh, wake me up at like five in the morning or something ridiculous. And and she would come up to one side of my bed and be bark and or just kind of come up to my face or whatever. And I'm like, ugh. And I'm like annoyed for one half second because I I've been woken up at five thirty or five in the morning. And then I look at Sharpie. I just in my foggy eyes, I just look at sharpie in her face and i'm just like immediately the frustration and anger whatever just dissipates immediately and i'm filled with joy i'm just so happy to see her and she does her silly little thing she goes over to the other side of my bed and then she's like whining and moaning like oh come over here come over here i'm over here now so i go over to the other side of my bed i pet her head i'm like okay sharps okay and then few seconds later she's like "Mm." she goes goes around to the other side of the bed and then i go to the other side of the bed i'm putting so i'm like sharpie you woke me up at five in the morning to play these games and annoy me like i'm trying to spend a moment with you here and you're going on from this side to the other side of this i'm like what are you doing but i'm like it even that made me laugh because i'm like you're being ridiculous and (laughs) it makes me laugh though it was so her. And she did all these quirky, random things all the time. And I'm just like, I don't think she was doing it to like troll or anything. I think she was, it was just in her to just be her own way. So I think that's another source of inspiration is like, not just to be lighthearted and fun and whatever, but like also just do your thing, you know, be yourself, like follow your instinct. You know, you don't have to conform and be like everybody else. Like find what really makes you, you and embrace that and just be that, you know, and the right people in your life will appreciate it and enjoy it, you know, and not hate you for it and not, not be annoyed at you for it. You know, the same way I wasn't annoyed with Sharpie when she would come wake me up and go from here to there to there. And, um, anyway, yeah, just another thing. It's just like, just be yourself, you know, embrace your quirks, live carefree, be happy, be glad to be alive. We're here for a short time. Enjoy it. 
you know, but that's also why I'm like, I'm soaking all of that in the inspiration from her life. And I'm like, I don't want to sit here and be sad forever about this. And this is coincidentally why I got my first tattoo back when I turned 40. Uh, it's bittersweet is my tattoo on my left forearm. And it was because I had thought about that for maybe 10 years. And it's because that is the one word. Bittersweet is the one word to me that sums up life. And it's a timeless kind of concept because I didn't want to pick a tattoo that meant something to me at the moment. Like if I put, oh, I love Jesus or something like that. Like, okay, well, my views on that could change. And they did change. But bittersweet to me, I'm like, that is timeless for me. That is my word for life. Because, you know, for every great, wonderful, amazing thing that happens in my life or person who comes into my life, like, that's really sweet. But the bitterness is always just beyond the horizon, right? You know? If they disappear from my life for whatever reason, I've had friend, best friends I've had disappear on me and people move on and I've been forced to move on with my own life. And hopefully I haven't ditched people and left them behind, but maybe some people have felt that I've ditched them. I don't know. But, and then of course there's death, right? You know, my most, the people I love the most in life will eventually die and sort of leave me in that sense and I'll have to carry on on my own and that will be very bitter. The same way I'm dealing with the bitterness of this bitter pill of Sharpie's death. And um, that bittersweet thing, like that is the struggle for me right now in this moment and moving forward. It's like, how do you balance the bitter and the sweet of this experience? No such thing as a happy ending. All endings are sad, especially if the story was happy. And I don't know, but that is the task at hand. And um, yeah, I'd like to think that I am in the process of achieving that, that sort of healthy yin-yang balance of bitter and sweet. Um, because I don't want to grow calloused in my heart. I don't want to be so bitter about everything. I don't want to I don't want to look at other people and their dog and feel sad or angry or whatever because I don't have that anymore. Like, no. In fact, you know, those of you who know, like I do love Shiba Inus and I eventually once I settle down and, uh, you know, people might be wondering, aren't you already settled down? I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I've been saying, years ago I was saying I wanted to travel the world, get that all out of my system, maybe try out life in Japan and all that stuff. And then after all that, then come back to America, find a place, get, build a house or whatever, and then settle down and have a dog and live out my years. But then 2020 happened, so forget about travel, forget about global exploration, that's kind of out now. So I, I don't know, and I, I don't know about staying in Philly, I don't know about going to Maryland or going to Florida, so it, it, the time is not right now, but the point is, at some point I, I do think I could see myself having a Shiba Inu and falling in love again so to speak. And, and I actually wanted to record an episode about Christmas and the holiday season, which I don't think I'm going to have time to record that because it is Tuesday now, December 21st, and I'm probably going to be in and out, out of town the next few days for Christmas. So I had some thoughts about 
romance and love and Christmas and music and dating relationships, all these things. So I don't know that I'll be able to squeeze that episode in because the, the next episode might just be my last episode of the year where I recap 2021 um, just before New Year's. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, but just to bring that general subject in here right now, it's like I, I still want to remain open. As much as MGTOW makes sense for me, as much as I'm so turned off by most modern women in terms of dating options now, I'm like, I still want to have like a full life. I don't want to just be a machine that works and makes money and tries to be a success and that's it. Like, you know, I, I, need, the, I need joy in life. We all need joy in life. You know, we all need a certain balance in life. And whether that's from your pet or from your girlfriend or, or husband or whatever, like, or your friend group or your sports or whatever it is, we all need joy in our life. And we have to figure out how we're going to get that. And um, right now, the first couple of weeks I've been going through the motions, just trying to move forward. Um. I'm starting to revert to normal function and like actually to be creative again and use my mind and kind of get out of the fog. And, but yeah, I mean, moving forward, uh, I'm going to get into this in the next episode, but I am actually optimistic for 2022. And I mean, you can probably tell based on the fact that I described 2020 as like clinging, hanging on and 2021 is letting go and 2022 is moving on. Or moving forward. So I am optimistic about 2022. It's just, um, there's a lot to figure out. There's a lot to figure out. But um, there's a couple more things that I wanted to say about Sharpie. And there's actually, there's a lot more things I could say about Sharpie. And this could be a really long, long episode. But I think I've said a lot of what I wanted to convey today. And, um, you know, I just needed to, to, to say a few things and have this be a part of my story, my life story unfolding on introversion. And, um, yeah. So let's leave it at that. Sharpie was kind of the love of my life. You know, I've fallen in love pretty much with like two girls in my life. And um, both of those were very sort of short-lived, but Sharpie, I, it was like love at first sight when I first saw her back in 2006. And until I, my heart was ripped out of my chest, like being there with her as she died just three weeks ago. November 29th, 2021. But it was love the whole way through. And um, it's funny because with her simple little quirky mind, just her, her silly quirky self, I don't even think she would think that much about how much she was loved by me or my family. You know, I think she, she knew she was loved. She, I don't know in terms of... She wouldn't even think about it enough to say, oh, she's taking it for granted or whatever. She just experienced the love. And I don't even think there was that much thought beyond that. 
just experienced the love. She basked in our love, enjoyed her life, and we enjoyed her, and we enjoyed loving her for 15 years. And um, moving forward, we're just going to, I think this is where the sweet has to win out over the bitter. And we have to just move forward and learn to enjoy the memories. We need to learn to enjoy remembering that beautiful life that she lived. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Introversion Podcast. I hope this episode was meaningful to you, you know, thought-provoking, or maybe a moment to reflect on a lost loved one in your own life. Um, but I hope it was worth, worthwhile for you. And again, my apologies for not putting out as many episodes this month of December as I promised. Um, but now you know why. And uh, now you know sort of what I've been experiencing and going through. So, but yeah, um, that's all for now. Until next time, take care.